I, I discovered at an early age what my gift was, and, and this was it, that I am really, really good at ignoring people when they talk. Like, I can pretend like I'm hearing every single word, but I don't hear a word that you're saying. I've probably done it to some of you guys before, and sometimes I don't even mean to do it. It just kind of happens. Uh, I discovered this at an early age with my mom. She used to talk to me and tell me to do things, and I would like, look like I'm listening, but not hear a single word that is coming through her mouth. It's like, if I was like, I almost maybe think it's like my X-Men power, which has got to be the lamest of all the powers in the whole world. Like I'm hanging out with Wolverine, ignoring people while he's cutting them out, but that'd be terrible. Um, but yeah, the, that, that was, was like my gift. And it's kind of bad because it's kind of found my, it's, its way into my marriage a little bit. And you know, the first week I got married, I realized that I was going to have to start unlearning this gift that I had spent my whole life learning. And the first week into it, I realized what my wife's power is. It's getting really mad at me when I do that. And so I learned, she's perfect in every way though. But, but the, that for me is definitely the weakness in my life. I, 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 that's my gift though, but I'm really good at it. And so I, and something I'm working on and getting better at Tonight, I'm um, just ignoring people, so I need to get better with that. But in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at the story of Jonah, guys. And I love this story so much. And kind of what I want to bring out in this story is something that so many people miss so often in this story. Um, I'm going to do something that I might regret, so don't make me regret this. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the story, Jonah? Good, good, you guys can say it, but then after that, you need to be quiet. Fish, exactly, that's exactly what I had written down. So many people think that this story is about the fish. It is not about the stupid fish. So many scholars and so many historians spend so much time looking at this story and saying, it is impossible for this guy, Jonah, to have been swallowed up by the fish. And Christians just get so caught up in this part of the story. And they miss everything else that's happening in the story. It is not about the fish. There's so many deeper things going on. I'm sure you guys have heard some of the things that Christians say about the story, Jonah. That, was it, that it was impossible for him to, to get swallowed up because of the exophagus and how he would get burned up. And all the different details that would have happened if he really got swallowed by a big Fish And uh, here's, here's the thought for you guys, is that Jonah spent three days in a whale, but you guys spent nine months in a woman's belly, and you lived. So, like, to me, like, if we're talking about the God of the universe for a second, if he can put you guys in a woman and you can come out, like, I was thinking about this the other night, and me and Jess were laying in bed, I was like, that is, like, the grossest, weirdest thing in the whole world. Like, I can't even get, yeah, whatever, we're moving on from that. Um, but if God can keep Jonah, I mean, if God can put you guys in your mother's stomach for nine months, I think somehow that he could keep this guy Jonah in the belly of a, of a big fish. Like, I really believe it can happen. And a lot of people will tell you that's not true, but we're talking about the God who created the whole world for a second. Like, I'm one of the people that's crazy enough to believe he actually was in there, if that's what the story says. I think God is just big enough to do something like that. And tonight we're going to look at some of these other points that are so powerful that we hear in the story of Jonah. And, and the first one is this, is that when God speaks, we should probably listen. You think that'd be something that people would kind of understand in their life. Like if God's speaking, I should probably listen. And the truth is, I'm sure he's speaking to a lot of you guys tonight. And God is so desperately looking for the young person in the room tonight who's willing to put down the Xbox controller for a little bit. God is so desperately looking for the kid who will turn off the TV and go into his presence and listen to what he's saying. God is looking for the person who's willing to get off their iPhone for a little bit, get on their hands and their knees 
and start seeking him for the call that he has on their life. And each and every one of you guys, I'm sure maybe at some point in your life, some old person told you that God has a call on your life and he has a purpose for it. And it is absolutely true. Each and every one of you guys has a special call of God on your life. And it's so important that you see what that calling is. And for some of you guys, God's call to you tonight is something big. It's something for your future. For some of you guys, God's calling you guys. There's no doubt in my mind as I look out into this room tonight that some of you guys are meant to be missionaries in the room. Some of you guys will be pastors and God will call you to a hard place. Maybe somewhere that scares you initially, but that's God's call on your life. Some of you guys are gonna be called to be doctors. Some of you guys will be lawyers. Some of you guys will just be business people. Some of you guys will be garbage men as I look out in the audience. But you know what? Don't hate. Don't hate on God's call. I'm not gonna say who it is. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> See, that was sneaky of me because I didn't say anything so we don't have to edit it out of the podcast. Um, but God has a big call on all of your life. And no matter what it is, no matter how insignificant it is, it's for a reason and it's for a purpose. And you guys need to see that. And for some of you guys, maybe God's calling you to do something. And you know what? It's on a small scale tonight. Maybe it's that kid that's been sitting alone at the lunch table, the one that no one else talks to, the one that people make fun of, for you to go sit with that person and spend some time with that person. Maybe that's what God's calling you to tonight. For some of you guys, maybe it's just God's going to start speaking to you and he's going to call you just to tell people, there's random people that are walking in the school hallways that God loves them and cares about them. Maybe he's going to give you a word for that person. And see guys, here's, here's the problem tonight is that so many of us are running from God's call tonight. See, we have two options. Either we're, we're running towards God's call or we're running away from it tonight. And the problem is so many of us are running away from God's call. Maybe you're scared of it tonight. Maybe you're just, you're not even sure if you could really do that. And so you're running really hard tonight. I was at an SCS basketball game when I was a senior at school. And uh, this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen at the basketball game. One of the kids who uh, was on the team didn't get to play much, but, but he was tall. And, and, and you know, I don't even feel bad for telling this story because this guy, he was the total ladies. Uh, the ladies loved him and he was just really cool and he was really popular. And he had just gotten to play for a little bit. And so he runs out into the court and he got a rebound. And he was so excited. I mean, he took off and he was running then down the opposite side of the court. And he went up and he hit a layup and he was pumped. What he didn't realize is that he put it in on the wrong basket and he had just scored for the other team. And man, he just ran, but he was so excited. Everyone in the room was laughing. I felt so bad for him that he would do it. Like, how could you do something like that? But I will never forget how pumped he was, man. He ran down that court like it was his moment. And I think that's like some of you guys are running away from God's call tonight because you're just so scared. And you just want to get away from it tonight. You're running away with everything that you got. And uh, tonight we're going to see why that is such a huge problem. We're going to look at, at someone else named Jonah who had a really, really similar problem as you guys tonight. And uh, the simple way to figure out if this is true or not of you, or are you running towards God's call away from it, is what have you been doing for God lately? And, you know, that might sound really harsh at first, but it's the real truth tonight. What have you been doing lately for God? If, if you feel like you're not really doing anything, you're just standing still, then you're not listening to his call on your life. 
Because he's calling you guys to do stuff on big scales with your life and on a small scale every single day. What have you been doing lately? And the answer to that question is whether you're running to God or from him. And some of you guys need to face that tonight and you need to deal with that and you need to get real with what's going on in your life tonight. And uh, see, everyone wants this huge calling. Everyone wants the big thing. But what you guys don't get is that you're in the middle of a call right now. And it might not be the big fancy thing that you want, but every Christian is called to be a light in a dark place. And it's so important that you guys see that tonight and you start running towards God's call in your life. I want you guys, if you're taking notes or just really remember this, because this is so important tonight. So many of us treat God's calling like an interruption and not an invitation. So many of us treat God's call like an interruption and not an invitation. We're scared that it's going to interrupt our life. It's going to make us uncomfortable. Maybe we're not excited about where it's going. But guys, I promise you, it's an invitation for you tonight. And that is what the best that God has for you if you are just willing to follow that call in your life. And see, here's what's at stake tonight is if you guys keep running, this is you're going to harm your life. You're going to bring pain to yourself and your future and you're gonna bring a lot of hurt and pain to other people in your life. And we're gonna see this tonight in, in a real way. And I'm telling you guys this because it's gonna happen one way or another, God's plan. And it's so important that you guys stop running because you could avoid a lot of hurt in your life, a lot of regret if you will just heed this tonight. And so we're gonna be looking in Jonah. We're gonna start right in chapter one. And we're going to be right in uh, verse 1. And, and this is what it says. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it. Because its wickedness has come up before me. And, and, and so let me just give you guys what's going on. This is not the first time that Jonah is spoken about in the Bible. He's actually spoken about before in 2 Kings. And this isn't his first task. Last week we looked at Hosea. And that was Hosea's first task that God gave him. This is Jonah's second task that God has ever given him. And he's called to go to this place in Nineveh. And, and, and his other call was a lot easier. He just had to go to some people and just tell them that God wants them to repent. It was a nicer place and the call was much easier. But now God gives Jonah a different task. And this task is way bigger. This task is way scarier. Nineveh was a terrible, terrible place. It's, it's like if today, if God sent a missionary, one of the worst cities in um, all of America is Compton. You guys ever heard a rapper say, I'm straight out of Compton? Yeah, we got some yeses over here. They've been listening to some thug rap. Um, because you'll get shot up if you go into Compton. Like, it's, it's a scary place. It's not good. It's not safe for you to be there. Man, th th that's what it was like. Or, or even worse, it was like Walmart, man. Just walking into Walmart. Like, Nineveh was like the worst place. You find the worst, weirdest looking people in Nineveh. And like, I, I mean, I, I really wanted to look into what Nineveh was like. And I, I found some really disturbing things, guys. Nineveh was scary. And this was so built into Jonah. He knew how scary it was. Any, everyone knew about the people of Nineveh. And uh, they were so wicked that they would, that they would often just have killed 
villages and towns. They would have no problem raping and killing women, children, everything. And they actually have this task that I read about is when they were about to execute someone publicly, what they would do is they would literally cut off their hand and shake it, like in front of the person, like shake their hand and then kill them. Like how weird and how messed up is that? These people were so wicked. They were like the definition of wicked, guys. And Jonah was so scared about doing this. And the truth is, we can't hate on him tonight. Like, I'm sure a lot of us wouldn't love to go to Nineveh and proclaim this message of God. I'm sure it would, would be really scary for all of us tonight. Maybe like your calling is. See, my call scared me for a little bit. It really did. I was scared. I said, God, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm funny enough. I don't know if this is for me. And you know, I would often spend time trying to run away from my call because I was scared. And I'm sure a lot of you guys might be scared too. And so let's keep reading and see what's going on in Jonah's life. We'll go to verse three. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed to Tarnish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for the port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarnish to flee from the Lord. So yes, Jonah did exactly what our first thought is, what my first thought is when God's call is scary. It's to run. It's to get away from it. It's to try and go as far away from it as possible. It's so important that you guys catch this right here. The devil will always provide a boat for you to get away from God's call. He will always open up a door for you to run away. And it will always be right in front of your face. And it will be the easy way. It will be the tempting way to go. And he'll help you get away from it because he knows if he can get you there, you know, he's not gonna be able to stop God's call, but he knows he can delay it. And he can cause a lot of pain and a lot of hurt for a lot of people along the way if he gets you to go on that boat. So know that there will always be that way out. There will always be that boat to get you away. And it's so important that you guys realize that and you see it, that the door will open from you to run away. And it might not even seem like a bad thing, but it will be in the long run. And unfortunately, in our story, Jonah decides to take the boat away from God's call. Let's see what happens in verse four. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid. Each cried out to its own, own God and they were thrown the, with the cargo into the sea and they tried to throw the cargo away to lighten up the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of what is going on here and we will not perish. Guys, when you run from God's call, there's always a storm waiting for you. It will always be right there because number one, God is trying to wake you up from that, from running from that call. And like I said before, that storm isn't only gonna hurt you, but it will hurt the people you love and it will stop what God has intended for you. And see, Jonah put not only his own life in danger because of this, but everyone on ship with him. They all now were about to be destroyed. And guys, this will be you too. And I know that's a hard thought maybe, but 
It's the truth tonight. If you run from God's call of your life or whatever it is tonight, if you run from it, there will be a storm. Things will get hard in your life. Things will start to fall apart all around you. And you won't even know why at first. And then you'll remember, man, it's probably because I'm running from God's call in my life. Things will become so uncomfortable and painful for you guys. And that's just God trying to wake you up. Sometimes he uses a storm to wake us up. So let's go on to see what happens in these next couple of verses. Verse seven, then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots. Kevin, this used to do this all the time, to find out who was responsible for the calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? Whenever I read that, I always think of the Cotton Eye Joe. Like I was sitting in my office all week and I was like, I think that there, this is where they came up the lyrics for that. Where do you come from? Okay, <laughs> what is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the earth and the dry land. This terrified them and they asked, what have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord. And some of you guys may not even know that you're running from God tonight. But here's what I can promise you is that there's probably some people in your life who notice it tonight, who see that you're running from him. And it's so important that we listen to some people in our lives sometimes. Guys, I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people before in my life and I told them, you are running from God's call and they refuse to listen. It's so important that you're a person who's willing to listen to people in your life when God is trying to talk to you guys. It's so important that you do that because they'll see that you're running even when you can't. Let's go to the next verse. The sea was getting rough and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will be calm. I know that this is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. And, and here's what I really like about Jonah is that he mans up to what's going on. Like he talks and he says, you know what, guys, this storm, everything that's happening right now, it, it's because of me. And he's willing to live up that he's running away from God's call. It's the opposite of so many of us tonight. So many of us aren't willing to live up to it tonight. We're running and people ask us why things are happening a certain way in our life and we won't even tell them. But some of you know tonight, it's because you're running from God's call. But I really do like that about Jonah, that he's willing to man up to it and say why all this is happening. So let's go to this next verse, verse 13. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. And the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. And, and, and here's something I love so much about this story. Jonah was never supposed to get on that boat. Jonah was never supposed to meet those people on the boat. And now all of a sudden, God has changed what Jonah and the devil meant to run away from, has turned it into good. Now suddenly, all these guys who didn't believe in the Lord are now Christians. 
That's something so cool that God does, is he takes our mistakes, the ways that we've messed up, the ways that we've fallen short, and he turns it for good. Those guys never should have encountered what they did that day. But see, what the devil meant for bad, God turned in for good. And I love that about the story. That's something that God is always in the business of doing. He's taking our mistakes and the ways we fall short and using them so often Our failures help us in our ministries. They help us relate to people. They help us talk to other people who are going through similar things, guys. I love that about God, how he takes the mistakes and he makes something good at it. And so now all these people are believing the Lord now because of what happened. And now God not only is gonna reach the people of Nineveh, but now he just reached the men on this boat that were fleeing, helping Jonah flee. Let's go to verse 17. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Those three days and three nights are gonna be really significant, guys. In in part three of this, we're really gonna talk about why those were so important. Jonah's there for three days and three nights. And then I'm gonna kind of just explain to you guys what happened in the next couple of verses, what happens in the next couple of verses. And we don't know the timeline of this. I wish we did, but I think at some point, Jonah was sitting in the, in the belly of the fish and I think maybe he was complaining. And, and this isn't, nothing is biblical what I'm saying right now. This is because God doesn't tell us exactly how it happened. But eventually, Jonah realizes that he's made a huge mistake. And so often, we have to hit rock bottom. I would say being in the belly of a fish is definitely rock bottom. And, and he had to stay in there for a couple of days, guys. And finally, he cries out and he realizes, God, I've made such a huge mistake. Just take my life. I've messed up. I've gone too far. But thank you for even just uh, rescuing, me, rescuing me right now, just to have a chance to repent to you and say, I'm sorry. But then this is what happens with Jonah after he cries out and begs God for forgiveness from running from the Lord. This is what it says in verse 10. He just put that right up on the screen for me. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah out onto the dry land. And so Jonah gets his second chance. And we're gonna just jump real quick to verse three right now because I love what it says in verse three. And this is so important. This is the part of Jonah's story that so many people miss Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. I love that. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to Nineveh and preach this. See guys, so many people get caught up with the fish, but what's really going on here, what the real point of Jonah, I I believe is, is that God is in the business of second chances. Even when we go right and God has us to go left, he'll give you a second chance if you're running tonight. Even when you've messed up too many times, you went back to that same sin that you've gone to way too many times that you always fall into, God will give you a second chance and he'll give you a third chance and he'll give you a fourth chance because that's God and he wants to do that. And so no matter where you are tonight, maybe tonight you feel like you're running from your call because you've just messed up too many times. You've fallen short that you've chosen to get on that boat that the devil has provided you too many times. But here's what I I promise, is that if God has a call in your life and he wants to see it through, he will. He absolutely will. And he'll give you that second chance, just like he gave Jonah. But you know what? 
If you run from it tonight, you're going to end up spending some time in the belly of a fish. You're going to spend some time in a storm and you're going to make your life a lot harder than what it needs to be. See, what I'm saying tonight is that God does give second chances on your call, but there are always consequences that go with it. There's always people that get hurt along the way when you run from your call. See, God has too much for you guys. He wants you to reach too many people. Too many young people are running from their call tonight, guys. That's why our island is hurting so bad tonight. It's why our world is hurting so bad. It's too many people have gotten on the boat and God's given them a second chance and they got in the boat again and they keep getting on the boat. But you guys can be ahead of that tonight. Live out God's call because God is in the business of hunting you down even if you don't want to be hunted down. He wants that call in your life to happen so bad. He's looking for that young person who realizes after they get thrown out. And, and Jonah's story is so interesting. It, it, it gets even better as we're gonna look at the next couple of weeks. Jonah doesn't only mess up this time, but he's gonna mess up again. And you know, God gives him a third chance. So tonight, know, guys, that what this story is really all about is about number one, your calling and living it out. And number two, God's grace that goes hand in hand with your calling that will help you along the way. Even if you've messed up so many times, even if you've done so many things wrong, God's calling and his grace is right there for you, even though Jonah didn't deserve it. So here's the bottom line that I want you guys to get tonight and really understand is you can never outrun God's call for your life. You can never outrun it. There will always be a second, a third, and a fourth. And you can try as hard as you want, but his grace will always meet you there if he has a plan for your life. What you can do along the way, though, is add a lot of, pan, uh, a lot of pain to that. Add a lot of things that you aren't gonna need to have in your life. So it's so important that we start treating God's call like an invitation and not an interruption for our life because you'll always be miserable unless you're living in it. You will always have a storm unless you're living in it. I believe you guys have great potential if you would live up to this call. It could have the power to change so many lives, guys. My prayer for you guys is always that you would get burdened for the lost, for the hurting people in your schools, for the hurting people in your families, that you guys wouldn't be okay with just letting what God has done in your heart being about you. And no matter where God calls you, here's what I know, is that he's gonna have you reaching people along the way. Just because you're gonna be a business person doesn't mean that God isn't gonna have you reach the lost. He'll have you working there. No matter where you are, God's call is gonna be so important. It's, it's so important that you see it for what it is and you guys get burdened for this. See, I think maybe that after this happened for Jonah, Somewhere along the way, I, I would like to believe this, is that he got a burden for what was going on in Nineveh. That he got passionate about what God had called him to do now. And he would get excited about it. And we're gonna see exactly what happens in the story next week. But know tonight, guys, that you can never outrun it. And it's so much bigger and better than anything that you can dream of. You could try and put your own plans together tonight, your own future together but it will always be broken without God. So know that you can never outrun it.
Let's pray. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for everyone in the room tonight. God, I thank you that you have a special call on all of their lives, God. And I pray, God, that they wouldn't run from it tonight, God. And I pray from the people who are running from it, which you've called them to do, God, that you would wake them up. I pray, God, that they would hit rock bottom real fast tonight, God, and that they would wake up and they would repent to you, kind of like Jonah did. I, I just pray, God, for maybe even people who are unsure tonight of what their call is, people who aren't feeling like they know it 100%. God, I pray that you would make it be really real to them tonight. God, that you would even speak to them tonight, God. I pray that they would start making time for you in their life, God, so that they would be able to hear it, God, that they would be able to be a part of it, Lord. I pray, God, that you would use them to reach many people, no matter what field it is, God. No matter what it is, God, that they would reach a ton of people for your kingdom. Thank you, God, so much that you are the God of second chances. It doesn't matter how many times we've messed up tonight, God, but you still want to accomplish that. You still want to do that in our lives, Lord. And we just thank you, God, for the story of Jonah that is hope for so many people tonight. We just love you, Jesus. Pray this all in your name. Amen.